0: Welcome back guys to another episode on Beyond the Bikini Radio. So today's episode was a live cast, which means I was doing it on Instagram alongside with recording my voice. So I do a whole segment on the different phases of macro tracking, such as building muscle, maintaining your weight and losing weight. And I also did a little bit of a Q&A as well, answering people's questions that they had for me during the live cast. So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. And just a friendly reminder that the get fit in six summer Challenge is just around the corner. And I don't run this challenge that frequently. And it's honestly the most affordable way to work with me with a one on one coaching experience. So for more information on the challenge, make sure you guys check out the description down below this challenge is going to be for the person who is wanting more structure with their training and nutrition. And with this challenge in particular, I'm also doing at-home workout programs because I know that a lot of you are stuck at home during Corona time. So guys, for more information, again, check out that link below. The challenge is starting May 30th with enrollment ending on May 28th. See you there. Hey guys, I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. So today I want to talk about the three different phases when it comes to tracking macros. So I'm sure we've all heard of, you know, losing weight, building muscle, and even maintaining. Well, what does that look like with your calories and with your macros? And I'm going to start this live off too by saying that macros and calories are interchangeable. But when I'm talking about calories today, I'm going to be talking about your macronutrients, because I know that some people can get confused. Your macros equal calories. Um, again, to just do some quick math, uh, one gram of protein and also one gram of carbohydrates both equal four calories per gram. And then one gram of fat equals nine calories per gram. Um, If you are brand new into macro tracking, again, it's very similar to tracking calories, but macros is more specific than tracking calories. Okay. So we hear about these three different phases. And I find that a lot of women in particular will get stuck at just the losing weight phase. But what is happening when we are losing weight? You know, ideally we want to be losing fat tissue, okay? That's going to help reveal the muscle that we have underneath. That's going to give our body that shapely look that a lot of us are striving for. That's our goal with losing weight. But what happens is when you've been dieting for a prolonged period of time, and I'm I'm talking literally just like three months or longer, you're not going to see as many results as you could if you would just spend some time building. So in a building phase, you are eating more calories than what your body needs in a day. So if you're thinking about, let's do an analogy, like a teeter-totter. If we're at maintenance, nobody's moving on the teeter-totter, okay? We're both the same weight, we're just staying the same, that teeter-totter is not moving. That's when your weight's not moving on the scale and or is moving plus or minus three pounds. I know a lot of people freak freak out when they see weight fluctuations, but it's 100% normal to see them. Our bodies aren't just composed of fat tissue, muscles, and bone, but a lot of water, okay? And water fluctuates all the time. So if we're sitting at maintenance, nothing's really happening. Um, we are staying the same way in this phase. You can build muscle. You can make some muscular improvements to your physique. Um, ideally to at a maintenance place, you should have great like satiety cues and hunger cues. You're not having any sort of crazy hormonal imbalance, um, you should just feel good. So this is a stage where a lot of people are like, this is like my body's happy weight," or this is where I feel comfortable. I would say like right now for myself, I'm around like a maintenance to building phase, I keep interchanging back and forth. Um, but maintenance is a goal for a lot of people. And how long can you stay in this phase? You can stay in this phase as long as you'd like, okay, as long as you're happy, um, and as long as your goals aren't shifted. So if you don't want to build muscle, if you don't want to lose weight, if you're happy with where you're at, be at maintenance. Now, my issue is, is a lot of people will think that they're holding a maintenance level, and yet they're eating 1400 calories a day. That's not normal. (laughs) That's totally not normal. And what you need to do is do like some simple math, everybody right now, take the number 10, and multiply that by your current body weight. Okay, let's make this simple. Let's say you weigh 150 pounds, and you did the 10 multiply the 150, that's going to equal, you know, 1500 calories. So if you're eating 1300 calories, and you're at that maintenance level, and your weight is 150 pounds, you're you're eating very low calorie, and that's not where you should be. So if you're in that stage, I would recommend working on a reverse diet, which is building up your metabolism. And you could do that with slowly increasing your intake on a week-to-week basis. Now, building muscle, let's think of our teeter-totter again. If we're building muscle, we're going to have a slight imbalance here, okay? Sometimes our weight can go up during this phase, but it's not necessarily a bad thing either because if you are gaining weight and you're gaining actual muscle mass on your body, you're going to look better. That's like when you see those transformation pictures of these girls and they weigh like 15 pounds more on the right and their body looks like amazing. They look like they have so much muscle. That's what happened. Okay. They just gained some muscle and they weigh more on the scale, but they look better. And that's why I'm so big on like, don't get too tied into a number on where you feel like you have to be your whole life because you might look better 10 pounds heavier and that's going to be, um, you know, scary to see that number change. But if you've gained ten pounds of muscle, it's going to look really good on you. So, in a building phase, what's going on? Your calories are going to be higher than your maintenance level. So, let's say I maintain my weight at two thousand calories a day. My building phase might be, you know, twenty-two hundred calories, twenty-three hundred calories a day. I don't recommend anyone like do a building phase and just eat like a thousand calories over maintenance. That's going to be very high. Um, And how you can figure out your maintenance is going to be, again, your body weight um, times 10. And then you want to multiply multiply that number by how active you are. So if you're very inactive, you would want want to make it a one. If you're slightly more active, you'd want to make it 1.2. If you're very active, you'd want to make it 1.3 and so on and so on. Um, You'd want to stop at 1.5. That would be for the people that are doing like two a days. But I did this for myself. And mine was around 2100 calories, if I were wanting to build muscle. But just being honest with you guys, I'm totally eating more than 2100 calories a day. Um, I'm eating around like 2300 calories a day. So, um, don't let these calculators like get, you get too tied into them again. You know, if you're building muscle, if you're getting stronger in the gym, um, if you have a lot of energy, if you are hormonally balanced, if you're not having any sort of food craving, so you're feeling satiated throughout the day, that's how you know that you're building. Um, because when you're dieting, so let's talk about the complete opposite. You're going to feel a little dip in energy. You're going to feel some hunger. Um, your performance in the gym might not be as good as it could be if you're eating more food. That's going to be the opposite. So look at our um, teeter-totter again. If we are losing weight, we're going to have a dip here, okay? you know, Ideally, we want to lose some fat tissue, but what's going on here is you've decreased your calories. And I don't recommend people just like slash their calories in half, okay? You don't want to just go from eating 2,200 calories a day down to... 1200 calories a day. That's called a crash diet and is going to not serve you metabolically because it's going to slow everything down. That's like the person who starts out their diet nice and strong They're losing weight. And then four weeks later, they're not able to lose any weight. And then they're stuck at eating 1200 calories a day and their physique isn't changing. They get frustrated. They end up overeat, overeating or binge eating, and then they gain all the way back. So we don't want to be that person. So if you want to go into a weight loss phase I would recommend easing into it, okay? So start with just decreasing your calories 200 from where you're currently at. So if you're eating like 2,200 calories a day, start your diet out at 2,000 calories a day, okay? And don't go crazy with your cardio either. You want to utilize cardio as a tool um, and you might want to just increase your sessions just like two or three, okay? Nothing intense there. So how long can you be in that weight loss Season, I guess we could call them seasons, phases, whatever you want to call them. Um, I wouldn't recommend being in it longer than 12 weeks. However, if you're incorporating things like um, refeed days or diet breaks, then you can be in this phase for a longer period of time. And I've done a whole podcast episode on this. So if you guys are like, I don't know what a refeed day is. I don't know what a diet break is. I don't even know how to do any of that. I would recommend going back and listening to this episode, but it's basically just a higher calorie day. And people who have the most success in their weight loss journey are having calories that are constantly changing, okay? That is what helps keep your metabolism strong and helps keep your hormones balanced, okay? Now, how long can you be in a weight-building phase or like a building muscle phase? Honestly, you can be in this phase as long as you'd like, but you should also incorporate some phases of lower calories to help prevent insulin resistance. So if you're constantly pushing food and you're constantly eating all the time, there is some negative side effects of that. And one can be, you know, excess fat gain. Like we don't want to get to a point where you're gaining weight, you know, two pounds per week. Um, your weight gain should be slow, just like weight loss should be slow. So if you're gaining weight, um, the slower you go, the more likely it is lean body mass. So that's going to be muscle tissue. And ideally, we don't want that more than a half pound per week. Now for building muscle, I mentioned that you can be in the space as long as you'd like, you know, you could be building muscle for three years or five years or a year. And honestly, the longer you build, the more tissue you're going to put on your body, which the better you're going to look once you decide to cut down again. But Again, I would incorporate things like mini cuts. So just like when we're losing weight, we want to incorporate diet breaks. When we're building muscle, we want to incorporate mini cuts to help prevent insulin resistance. If you guys don't know what insulin resistance is, it's basically when your body isn't able to digest carbohydrates appropriately. And one way that you can test this is through your fasting blood glucose. So you'd want to get like a glucometer and test your fasting blood glucose. And if you're at like 100 your fasting blood glucose, that's like a red flag that your body isn't utilizing carbohydrates appropriately. You can incorporate things like a GDA or like cinnamon, Um, even some high intensity training can sometimes help. But usually I will, you know, just bring my clients into a mini cut and that will get their um, fasting blood glucose into a more appropriate level, such as around 80 to 90. Um, Ideally, we want it in the 80s. Now for maintenance, um, the benefits of maintenance, again, you can have some recomping happening the longer you stay there. So maintenance isn't necessarily when you're pushing food. So you're literally not gaining weight, you're kind of just staying the same. However, I find the longer people stay in maintenance, the leaner they tend to look. So a lot of people, they'll reverse diet, they'll work their way up and they get to, let's say, 2100 calories a day, and then they want to cut. But if they would just Hang out at that 2,100 calories and train really hard like an athlete, and get in some daily movement. They would start to see some recomping, and that's basically when you drop body fat percentage and your muscle appears through your skin better. So you basically look leaner yet you're the same weight. And recomping is really cool because when a lot of women come to me and their goal is to get toned or lose weight, and I look at their weight and they're like very petite. And I'm like, okay, you don't want to lose weight. You want to recomp. You want to drop body fat percentage. They're like, oh yeah, you're right. That's what I want. Again, you shouldn't just be chasing numbers on the scale. You should be chasing a look and chasing how you feel. But that's kind of an overview of the different phases. Again, we have weight loss, we have maintaining, and we have weight gain or building muscle. And I don't want the weight gain to scare a lot of you. I've personally gone through this phase of weight gain within these last couple of weeks and was it intimidating? Yes. But do I feel like I look really good at the weight where I'm at? Yes. Um I think a lot of times we hold ourselves back from our maximum potential because we're nervous and um because I went into my reverse diet so strategically and slowly increased my weight and increased my calories. I mean I went from a place where I was eating around like 1200 calories a day doing like tons of cardio every single day to hardly doing any cardio a week and eating consistently over 2200 calories every single day and that's possible Um, and if you're telling yourself like oh like I'm never hungry like I don't really care about eating more that's actually a red flag that something could be wrong hormonally and if your hormones aren't right if they're not balanced your body's not going to respond I think that we try to outwork our body and outsmart our body, but your hormones are so powerful and they dictate how your body responds to certain things. So if I have a client who's you know wanting to lose weight and their cortisol is through the roof, which that's your stress hormone, and they also have high amounts of ghrelins, so that's their hunger hormone, because they're not sleeping, that is just going to be like a catalyst for a bunch of crap that we have to deal with to where they're not losing weight. So again, if your hormones are out of whack, You're not going to be able to see the results that you want to see ladies. Like if you're wanting to get into that building phase and you don't have a consistent natural period, it's going to be really hard to build and put on muscle tissue because your menstrual cycle is a health marker for you. So if you don't have that and you're going through amenorrhea, I mean, I've covered this topic in previous podcast episodes, but you should work really hard to get that back. And that's usually going to be through pushing food, increasing calories and putting a big emphasis on, um, your daily fat intake and also, you know, easing, easing off the gas a little bit in the gym and taking a break and having more rest days and get your, um, period back now if you're in menopause, you aren't necessarily going to destroy any sort of ability to build muscle. Like I've seen a lot of women in menopause, like gain muscle, like crazy, but it is going to be a little bit harder. Um, your metabolism slows down about 10% in menopause. It's nothing drastic, but you can fix that through adding on muscle tissue. But the thing with amenorrhea versus menopause is with amenorrhea, It is like a huge hormonal imbalance, and it's happening at a a, a young age usually, which can be um, detrimental to your bone mass as well. Um, But menopause is a natural thing. Um, Yeah, so that's a really great question. And, guys, I'm just going to open this up now for any questions that you guys might have. Whenever you're wanting to make a change, you want to go about it slow. And I think a lot of people want to make changes really quick with their fitness journey. So if you're wanting to increase your calories, go about it slowly. And I'm not saying like 40 calories a week, but you could, you know, increase 100 calories per week and, you know, give it time, Um, monitor your weight, monitor your measurements, monitor how you're feeling, and then assess and see if you need to make changes from there. And you know, that's when having a coach can really help if you're struggling on making those changes on your own. Yes, and also like the faster you add in calories, the more likely you are going to gain fat tissue. Um, So most people don't want to gain fat tissue to prevent that. We want to increase our calories slowly to help your body adapt. And um, it has to like regulate all systems too. So if you're increasing super fast, you're not giving your body enough time to regulate everything out. Do you know if... Melformin can help with insulin resistance in terms of losing weight. I've to be honest, I've never heard of what that even is. Um, but for insulin resistance, a couple of things that can help is decreasing your stress. So a lot of people are like super strung out and stressed. And one thing that you can do to lower that is just sleeping more and getting deep sleep. And uh, another supplement that I utilize is ashwagandha, so you can supplement in with that, and that can help lower your stress. Um Decreasing your overall sugar intake can help increasing your fiber intake can help shoot for around 25 to 30 grams for females out there. And that can help, um, you know, regulate your blood sugar. But again, if you have super high blood sugar, like there's a couple variables that you can look into that aren't food related. And I would recommend looking at the lifestyle changes that you can make before you go in and get some supplements. Would going through a mini bulking phase be good way to get your period back, but also gain some muscle? I just hate the fact that I would have to gain weight I've lost in order to bring my cycle back. I mean, what's more important to you? You have to weigh out your pros and cons. And um, if you want to get your period back, I feel like you should make that a priority and honor the fact that your body has to gain weight. And I know that that sounds like a little bit of tough love, but it is what it is. Um, We risk so much vanity for health. And it's really unfortunate, and I've been in that place too, where I've not wanted to gain weight, but I've wanted to get my period back. And you have to get your period back. Um, if you don't, then you're not functioning optimally, and you're kind of doing your body a disservice. So again, you're not even gaining muscle if you. I mean, you're gaining very minimal muscle. It's going to be harder and it's already harder as you know female. Um, but you're not going to be able to gain muscle as optimally if you don't have a period. So I would recommend getting your period back and then spend time. If any of the ladies listening out here can take anything away, spend time in a building phase, please. I'm spending over a year away from dieting. Just so I can build some muscle tissue and get my hormones to regulate out. And that way, I'm going to feel my best when I diet again, and my body's going to respond amazing. Like, I, I can already tell that this upcoming prep is going to go so well where I'm going to be able to respond right away and feel really good. Um, what is ashwagandha? I believe it's a, it comes from a root but it's just a supplement. So I get my ashwagandha from Amazon um, and I supplement in with around a thousand milligrams there. But yeah, kind of going back to that whole cycle thing, put your health first. Okay. That should be our priority. And then vanity should be second because once you get those hormones regulated, like you shouldn't just increase your calories and get your period back. You should get your period back, but then have it consecutively for a while. And by a while, I mean three months or longer. Okay. So you can't just like get your period back and say, okay, I'm dieting because then if you diet again, you're going to risk losing your period again. Casey's like, I can't wait to see you strut the stage in 2021. I'm kind of glad that I didn't prep here in 2020 because obviously with everything going on with coronavirus, it's been not the most motivating considering I haven't seen a single show really go on other than the Arnold, but it's been really unmotivating. Um, so I'm glad that I decided to not prep this year. And maybe that was a, um, maybe that was kind of like a sign anyway. It's like, even if I didn't like mentally want to take this year off, like the world was just like, yeah, you're going to take this year off. So I'm just kind of glad that I listened to my gut and decided to, um, work on my business, work on balancing my hormones, work on being healthy, work on, you know, eating a lot of food and having balance. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a good sign. Okay guys. So if you are enjoying beyond the bikini radio, I would really love if you could share my podcast up on your Instagram Facebook, whatever it is, Beyond the Bikini Radio has been up for almost a year, and you guys know that I share a variety of content. Not only do I talk about mental health, physical health, competing, but other areas too with women's health interviewing guests, interviewing bikini competitors. If you're wanting me to continue doing Beyond the Bikini radio, I would just love to see some love back and you sharing the podcast. It makes me so happy seeing you guys enjoy it. And it gives me a better idea of what type of content you guys are enjoying and what episodes you want me to cover in the future or what topics resonated with you. So again, thank you for being a Beyond the Bikini radio listener and keep on listening.